Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Between Realities VR podcast. It is the VR podcast of your dreams, and you're living your dreams right now. Dreams have come true for you. <laughs> welcome to the show. My name is Alex VR. I am co-host of this show, and I am joined here by uh, Skiva. He's my uh, my other host, my co-host. Hello. <laughs> hey, dude. How's it going? It's going well. I awesome. Think. Pretty good. Awesome. How awesome. are you, sir? Awesome. I'm good. I'm good. I rolled back in from uh, from the Amusement Expo in Las Vegas real late last night, I guess early in the morning. And uh, so I'm, I'm dragging a little bit, but yeah. I am. I'm here. I'm ready. Well, Let's do this. Well, that's really good, man. I want to ask you yeah. about that in a minute. Yep. And hope you can reveal all of the amazing Absolutely. things that you got into this week. Um, hey, everybody. It's Friday. It's a live show, wouldn't you know? Some of us are listening to this, the audio version. Some of us are catching mm -hmm. the video version after the fact. But there are a lot of us who are here live right now, live in person, baby, like doing the damn thing. And uh, number one for me here is Virtual Reality Check. What's up, dude? Virtual Reality Check is a YouTuber, and he makes some B-Haptics videos, and uh, everyone should go check out his channel. Virtual reality check. There he is. Mike Newton, The Weekend. I like how all he says is The Weekend now. It's like The Weekend. It's like, <laughs> you're right, dude. Well, what's more awesome than The Weekend? Uh, I don't, nothing. I, starting it with Between Realities. Yeah. That's, that's the that's only right. thing I can that's think of. Wolveraza here. Hello, sir. I am uh, looking forward to your contributions in chat up, today. Little Mash Daddy Cool. Ooh. Mash Daddy. We're going to be seeing him next week. Yes, we are. A couple days, actually. Yeah. Actually. Mash Daddy Cool from the Quest 2 community on Facebook with mm -hmm. like 5 million members. Five Molly Lolly Golly Gosh. Hey. Thanks for joining us. We've got Jansen Fox. TTV. Chance in the homie. He's What's been up? doing the Population One morning show lately. I've been trying to catch that when I wake up. It's, it's really so nice. funny. Uh, a little so glitch funny. fandango in the house. Glitch. OG homie. Word. Oh, Ted Hurd. What's up? Thank What's you for up, being Ted? here. He said that uh, the logo reminds him of old school rave posters. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Did you okay. do that intentionally? Skiba, no. you got a, a history no. of raves that I mean, you I, I, I definitely used to go to some raves, but, <laughs> but uh, now... Uh, Z Storm Games, what's up, bro? Z, my buddy. What's Thanks up? for being here. We got Andy, the obscure Andy. nerd VR. Man, so oh. many homies in chat. Florian's here. He says he can't hang, so uh, he'll probably oh. have to watch it tomorrow. But well, thanks for coming by and yeah, saying dude. hi. We got John Crichton here. What's up, John? Oh, what's up, baby? And um, you know, Chroma Snare and Arcanian and Mister oh, Survivor. Wow. Whoa, what's and Butter something too. Man, dude, what's you guys, uh, David Hallowell. Uh, double Beardo and Beer for Good Friday evening. That is right. Bluebell, okay. thanks for being here as well. Uh, and uh, everyone else who um, I didn't get to, thanks for being here. Thank you, guys. It means the world to us that you come and watch live. Yes. It really does. Thank you. Yes, it really does. We love it. And, and if you uh, haven't subscribed, please do. Um, you know, if like, we've earned it, if you feel we've earned it, please click that button. Subscribe or die. <laughs> so we've got a guest waiting in the wings, and um, this dude's amazing. He's a fantastic YouTuber. He has just been blowing up in the VR community, and I don't know where he came from, but he's here, and I think he's here to stay, and let's just get him in here. Everybody, please welcome to the Between Realities VR podcast, Beardo Benjo. Hello, sir. Hello. I hey. assume I'm there. Am I here now? You're there. You're here. You're I there. I made it. Thank you, you so much it. for having me, guys. This is a monumental moment for me. I was just telling this anecdote to my uh, my live stream a moment ago, but um, I don't feel like a con I didn't feel like a VR content creator because I hadn't been on Between Realities yet. But I'm here now, so that means I've made it, right? <laughs> that is, dude, that is that is literally like the determining factor. It's like <laughs> this is it. You're 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 only in the in the VR community 
once you've been a guest on our show. Once you've gotten a blessing. That's right. The <laughs> blessing. <laughs> the blessing. So you're here and you've gotten our blessing. And uh, we are as stoked as you are, man. You are amazing, dude. Like, we're both huge fans. Like, I literally have no idea where you came from. Like, we were just chilling. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, here's Beardo Benjo with 20,000 subscribers, now 50,000 subscribers. Ooh, Congratulations, wow. dude. How thank does that you. feel? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it feels bonkers if i'm completely honest um and it's happening quite fast i think i mean it's not like the kind of meteoric rise that some youtubers get where they all of a sudden they wake up and they've got a million subscribers but in my opinion the growth has been fast like and it's hard to wrap my head around that um but i'm just having a good time i'm having a really good time making this content and connecting with people and the vr community feels like it feels like it's cheesy, man. It feels, it feels like home. It's, everyone's so accommodating. And I've met some incredible people that I'm sure I'll shout out across the course of this episode. But yeah, it's um, it's been mind-blowing. I, I still remember it like it was just yesterday when I was thinking, oh, I'd love to hit a thousand subscribers. That would be, that's like my ultimate goal. Yeah. And that feels like it's, it's just, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Wow. Well, what an awesome community we have. These are some of the best times and not not many people get to like start at the beginning of an entire industry especially one as amazing as virtual beep reality right i mean man i'm just stoked to be here i'm stoked you're here and i'm stoked all of these people are here like like paradise decay and all of these amazing content mm. creators that um that we've had on the show and that we're planning on having on and just all the people that 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 we've gotten a chance to know. Dude, so both of you guys have like experiences this week that I'm jealous of. I'm like wondering what I did wrong in my life to not be at the table with you in Vegas this week or across the pond with Beardo Benjo and all the other VR personalities and creators that got to go hang out. It looked like you guys had an amazing time. Um, what, what were you doing and how did this group of people get together? <laughs> I think we have a, a picture to, that we can show off, right? Oh, dude, if you've got some, there's some great pictures floating yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. What were we doing? Um, drinking that's, that's uh, is, <laughs> is effectively what we were doing. It wasn't the goal of why we got together. We went down to a, a Vertigo event, Vertigo Games, um, to check out some After the Fall content. Um, which I'm can't talk about too much just now, but some stuff that's coming up. Um, and we went to go and go go hands on with that, and it was actually the first time I've met all these amazing guys I've been speaking to for coming up three years now. So Paradise Decay, Mike from VR Oasis, Gamertag VR, um, Anna, developer of Pixel Ripped. It, it was Doctor Oculus. It was an incredible day, and. All, all those people in that photo that, I, that you put up on the screen or that you put up on the screen, if you've seen them on their channels, if you've seen them on Twitter or wherever it is you, you know them from, they are exactly those people when you meet them in real life. <laughs> there's no pretense. There's no, there's no mask. There's no... That's just who they are. Paradise Decay, Gamertag VR, just wonderful people. And I felt like I already knew them because we've been having this 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 dialogue online, and it's as soon as you meet them, it's like click, you straight away, you're like best friends. Bro, it's, you did um, already know them. Like that's the crazy this thing. Is it? You like literally know them. Like yeah. we know yeah. each other. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> yeah, you know we, like we do all this stuff in VR together. We see each other in VR. We see 
you know, our avatars. We look face to face with, you know, a, a lot of the times we play games together, going to social experiences together. Uh, you've done so many shows with some of these people. And um, yeah, I mean, for all intents and purposes, yeah, you absolutely know them. Just because you haven't shared a physical space with them doesn't mm-hmm. mean that that energy hasn't um, gone through the internet and right. through virtual reality. Well, and I guess to your point, Benjo, may I call you Benjo? You can call me Ben, Benjo, Beardo, Beard. You, you can go crazy, man. Mix it up throughout <laughs> the course of the show. Little, little baby BB. Baby uh, B, big little, dog. Yeah, baby now, B. We won't stick. Um, <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even remember where I was going with this. Um, um, I, I, I just got, I just started having too much fun talking about his name. But, um, Derailed completely. It, it, is, it is interesting. And I guess, I guess this is what I was, I remember where I was going. So it's like, it is interesting because you don't like we don't assume that the people that we know by watching YouTube videos or playing video games will be just like they are when you meet them face to face. Right. But you almost can in our community a little bit, you know, and that's one of the funny things in Vegas. Like a couple of people when we were in Vegas were talking to me and they're like, dude, like you sound just like you do on your podcast. You know, I'm like, well, yeah, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. that's because I'm just chilling on my podcast, you know, and here we are just chilling. So it's literally the same thing. And, um, you know, I think that's a a really cool aspect and it's probably not the case in, uh, in every circle that's out there. You know what I mean? I think we're lucky. Mm -hmm. I think we're trained to assume that a lot of these people, um, bigger channels, influencers, let's say, bigger gaming channels have a persona that they bring to the youtube game because that's the persona that's found them success so it's kind of it's who they are dialed up to 11 or in some instances it's just not who they are mm-hmm. so i think i think yeah you're right i think in the vr community there's still that level of we're humble you know where it still feels small it feels still feels tightly knit it still feels like a family unit rather than this sprawling thing that the kind of the youtube anyway gaming space is right um and I think that that means we we're all bringing our genuine personalities to the table. We we, I don't think there's, I wouldn't want there to be. I don't think there's the need for us to make these kind of big character characters of ourselves to, to gain attention. Um, I I I've, I don't think I ever could. I think for me, I have to be genuine in everything I do. If I'm not, then I'm not enjoying it, and it will translate, and people will be able to see through that mask immediately. Totally. And 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 I, everyone I've met so far. Uh, Pete PD, I mean, he came up to me straight away and he was like, this is the first time we've met. And I was like, I know. And he was like, but it feels like we've known each other for three years. And I was like, you're right, dude. It's because we have. Yeah. I mean, GT, I voice note him every day. Like, how you doing? How's work? Did you get much sleep last night? <laughs> so there's there's a connection. And, and yeah, the people that you're seeing in VR right now, whether it's Twitter, whatever their, their place of outlet is or outlet, that's who they are, 100%. Totally. And Real VR too, it's like, you know, VR is not exactly like the most popular thing to go and do, you know, like as a developer, you're taking a risk making a VR game. And as a YouTuber, you're taking a risk by going straight VR. Sure, there's on one hand, there's way less creators and way less developers. So you're in a smaller pool, which was kind of like the incentive for me to get involved in all of this stuff. I was like, wait a second. There's not a lot of these. I'm going to be one of them. You know, like, and that's why I got involved. So a lot of it comes from this, like, genuine, authentic passion for the thing that we make content about. And therefore, the authenticity of the personalities just 
goes right along with it. You know, we're not 100%. making videos because we think they're going to get billions of views. While that would be cool, mm-hmm. we would make, go make a, a prank video in, in Fortnite or something like that <laughs> if we wanted it to like hit the algorithm. You know what I mean? So exactly, I think that um, our genuine love of the stuff that we're doing is is a part of of all of what you're talking about right yeah. now, and the authenticity of the personalities just kind of comes along with it. Completely. Yeah, yeah. Authenticity is everything. It really you know, is. I mean, you should never fake it. Dude, just do it. And frankly, it's liberating. Oh, yeah, it's so yeah, liberating to just be like, you know what? I'm me, and mm-hmm. that's all there is to it. And if you don't like the way I talk, or you don't like this, that, or the other thing, then I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't be a creator. <laughs> you know, we'll <laughs> see. But it it is really about expression. You know, mm-hmm. like it's important for us to uh, to be able to express ourselves comfortably and naturally and. You know, Benjo, I was watching your stream earlier and you were talking about um, like work, you know, or like the, the expression, like if you do something that you love for work, you never work a day in your life. And then you basically <laughs> just like upended that. And you're like, no, actually, if you do something you love for work, you never stop working. You, work you never stop working. Yeah. <laughs> the lines blur and it becomes this like, you just want to keep doing it. And, mm-hmm. and that I think is reflected again across the VR content creator space because you've got people like PD putting out a video every single day, and it's like, and I for the longest time did the same thing, really for two reasons. Firstly, because I absolutely love doing it, and I was like, there's so much content here I want to cover. I want to play that. 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 So I could just sit and flick the camera on and, and record and record and record, and it's so easy to do when you love what you're doing. But then you forget to rest. And then all of a sudden you, yeah. you, you hit that three week part, part point and you're like, okay, so I've just done three weeks straight with a video every day. I haven't taken a day off. Um, I also work another full-time job. So easy to burn out on something that you absolutely love. So it is important to take those breaks. Um, but as a content creator, you kind of feel guilted into not being able to take breaks. It's like you have to keep going and you have to fill the gaps because we're all scared of the algorithm in the back of our mind that no one understands. Mm-hmm. If I take a break of two days, is YouTube going to forget who I am? Is that how this works? And no one really knows it. So, but yeah, I think if you, if you absolutely love what you do, it's, it's, it's liberating and dangerous. You still need to know when to take breaks because yep. you could just keep doing it full throttle, hundred percent all the time and burn out so quickly. Yeah. Breaks I mean, we're pushing right now and especially Skiva, you know, I mean, not so much me, but Skiva, especially because you just spent the whole week in Vegas at some expo and we're about to go to gdc next week that's like yeah. two straight weeks yeah i mean plus i had to kind of organize the event get the booth stuff going i had to get there put it all together so where did you people. go and what did you do tell us about it a so i went bit. to las vegas nevada and i went to what's called the amusement expo and it's where a, a lot of these companies go a lot of family entertainment centers and vr arcades go to find the latest and greatest thing to entertain people and vr is growing so much it has a massive massive presence at this show because all of these entertainment centers and all of these arcades they all want vr as part of it because it's it's bringing people in it's giving them experiences that that you just can't give in any other way and some of these things were absolutely amazing but there were there were so many awesome people there uh, people like bob cooney and you know ceos of all of these these major game companies i mean i get to hang out with some amazing people but at the same time, it's a lot of work, right? Putting it all together, getting there, standing on the floor the whole time, shaking hands and talking to people. And, you know, I was there um, for for Vertigo Games and Springboard um, because, you know, Vertigo and Springboard and they're in they're very heavily invested in the um, in the location based entertainment um, 
um, business. As Beardo, so. Benjo, and the rest of the crew from across the pond mm-hmm. uh, just got the advan- or just got the opportunity to go in and see firsthand. Yeah. They just did a Vertigo yeah. Games LBE thing. Yep. That's yep. pretty awesome. Which is which is awesome, yeah. I mean, we it's crazy to think, right? Because you look at you look at some of these games and especially Vertigo games, uh, games like Arizona Sunshine. That game has been out since the beginning of VR. It's on every platform. It's on the Quest, it's on PSVR, it's on PC, and it, it sells well. It still sells well to this day, but in the arcade space, here's here's Arizona Sunshine. Here and when even when Beat Saber was in there, Beat Saber wasn't even a third, not even a quarter of what Arizona Sunshine That's would wild. do in volume. It must be yeah. because of its multiplayer, right? So it's like you're like double dipping, triple dipping every zombies, time. Zombies, but they've also done a lot to really customize the whole experience for arcades and make it a really good experience. It's one of those like so they 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 made it easy to get into. You don't have to go into the trailer when you first get in the game in the consumer version, put in the cartridge, do all that. It's easy to get into really fast, get the action going super quick, and they've done a lot to make it intuitive. They've also given like arcade owners um, ways to go in and change a cor- change the game according to the people who are going to be playing it, right? So you can make it so you don't even have to reload. The gun will just fire forever. If you have, you know, some of the some of the cool two-handed weapons in your arcade, you can just have it so it only uses those weapons in the game. So there's never an immersion breaking That's moment nice. where you pick up a pistol, right? They just they just did a lot of things to cater that game um, to arcades and. And it looks great on top of it, right? You you put that game on a high-end PC and you crank the graphics up all the way and it's still to this day, it looks phenomenal. Well, now we have After the Fall, though. Now we have After the Fall, So yes. that should be, that story will hopefully just be the same thing, but with After the Fall. I hope so, because, yeah, it's a great game. There's a lot of different modes to it, right? They're currently working on the arcade version of that game. So yep, we'll see. That's good. Yep. So what was um, what was like the highlight for you over the week? Like your, your, the most exciting or the best moment? So I went to a party in one of these 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 uh, hotel rooms that you've only seen in the movies, right? It's like at the very top of the MGM Grand. It's a multi-story um, hotel room, right? It, bigger, 10 times bigger than my whole place. The, there was like saunas in this place, and the closets were bigger than my entire apartment. Um, and there were just a lot of amazing people there, and there was a lot of awesome networking, and I just met great people. And every time we go to these events and we shake hands and we meet these people, we always end up in these situations where where you look around and you're like, the heck did I end up here with all these right. guys, right? And oh, and so yeah. was that the yeah. feeling that you had when you were chilling at that picnic table tips tipping beers back, Benjo? <laughs> On a smaller scale, I'm sure that yes. Because I mean like it sounds silly, but even someone like Mike from VR Oasis, like I've been watching his content for years and to me, he's a huge creator. So when he's sitting across the table from me just drinking a beer and we're just chatting about Elden Ring or <laughs> whatever it is we were chatting about. It's smaller scale, but it, it, it is. It's that almost moment of like a bit starstruck. Mm-hmm. Like, oh shit, that's Mike. Right. Um, but what Ski was talking about there, I mean, that's hell. Yeah. I mean, that sounds crazy. The, the, I'm imagining the the kind of um, the suite from The Hangover. Like that was the kind Way of bigger room. Than that. Bigger than that. Way bigger than that. Yeah. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. I, I can't even. It literally. I mean, it just. Un- unbelievable and you just look out over the entire strip of las vegas and and you know it's just just crazy you can't even explain it it's one of those <laughs> things you gotta walk awesome. in there and you're just like what is happening right now <laughs> right 
right? Like, like, where am I? Like hors d'oeuvres being passed around and, and oh, they like just that. had like, all of this food shipped in. The bar was massive. Any kind of alcohol <laughs> you could ever imagine. Um, it was sick. It was just absolutely sick. But you know, but we also did cool things like we went to an exclusive HTC party, right? Where they threw this big party at Area 15, which we went to, right? Area Love 15 that houses place. houses. Um, uh, Meow, Meow Wolf. Wolf's um, Omega Mart. Omega Mart, right. But plus they have multiple VR arcade setups in there and they have everything in there is themed amazing and it's all very futuristic and kind of alien-y and like really wild. So I get to hang out with a lot of the HTC people, um, you know, get to meet all kinds of amazing, amazing people that are doing great work to grow this VR industry into what it is right now and that are really out there pushing this technology. Um, so it was great. It was absolutely a blast. And, uh, and, and I'm home for a day and we fly <laughs> out, um, um, the day after tomorrow. Right? I, I made him do this episode. Yeah. He was like, he was like, bro, I'm not sure if I can make it back. I'm like, dude, mm, you'll make I drove, I drove till like one or two in the morning <laughs> to get back here. Right. So I could, so we could do this episode today because how can I not? Right? How can I, we got we got such an amazing guest here, uh, but then we leave day after tomorrow. We go to San Francisco and we're going to the Game Developers Conference where we are absolutely packed. We got a lot to do. Yeah, because we're going as Upload VR. Right? We're gonna upload. We're gonna upload. We're gonna we're gonna interview Very all these cool. people. We're gonna try all the games. We're gonna bring all kinds of content uh, for everyone to enjoy. So keep an eye on Upload VR's YouTube channel because it's all going up there. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's gonna be great. No, right. It mm. is going to be great. And I mean, we say this every week, but like going to these in-person events really is like the thing. Yeah. It's like the thing. It is what you do. Like it's what we do anyway. It's like we're going to be at every single conference expo event that we possibly can because yeah. every single one of them is pivotal and um, an insane amount of fun. Yeah. For yeah. real. For yeah. real. If you want to do something in and. Um, and be a part of an industry. You got to get out there and you got to meet all the other people that are part of that industry, right? And shake hands and get to know everybody because yep. networking is everything. It's everything. Um, and um, it's just great. It's so much fun. It's stupid. Yep. Mm. It's exhausting um, though too. So. How was the rest of your, uh, how was the rest of your Cosmo Dread stream today? Didn't go particularly to plan. I was kind of hoping to get through at least one run, you know, make it off the shuttle, get back to Earth. But I forgot how hard that game is. It is tough. And kicked my ass. Like, that was probably the scariest that game's ever been for me. I can't remember ever opening a cupboard and there being a spider sitting inside the <laughs> waiting for me. Yeah, that, that one messed got me, me up. man. <laughs> Absolutely messed me I up. Play that but game. then the inclusion of haptics as well, because I hadn't played the game since they dropped the haptics update. And that takes it to a completely different level. Um, I love that game. I love that game so much. Obviously, I'm always looking for my horror stuff. And I think Cosmodred sits there as probably one of the very best horror games I've played in the last couple of years. VR wise, um, I think a lot of people said Resi Four was kind of the best, but I kind of don't count don't, Resi Four as I a horror either. game. I don't think it's a horror game. It's like an action adventure yeah. game. I wouldn't say mm -hmm. it's a horror game. Right? It's horror elements, kind of. Yeah. Resident yeah, Evil zombies, Seven. That was horror for sure. Resident Evil Seven was terrible. Seven is insane, but not not four. That was definitely not four. Eerie, but not scary. Yes. Things like Cosmo Dread scare me to death. And when you when you add in haptics, forget it, man. Like like phasmophobia when the ghost can touch you and breathe on you, forget oh, it, man. Dude. I am out. I'm chucking that headset across the room and I'm running. Dude, it. 
The scares, the most scared I have ever been in VR is propagation VR. Oh, that game is terrifying. Like I don't know what a I, like. It's like it's it's kind of silly because it's a wave shooter. Like you're not even like yeah. exploring a haunted house or anything. But it's just the the ambiance, the sounds, the graphics. Yeah. Like it is just that perfect combination that triggered my fight or flight way realer than any other VR game I have ever played. I get that. I mean, I think. Propagation does so many things really, really well, and I can't wait for the the hotel oh, the follow right. up. That's gonna be great. Um, but propagation for me, like it nailed that feeling like, because you're fixed to the spot. That's kind of terrifying in itself. It's kind of that claustrophobic feeling of if something runs at me, I can't run away. Like I'm stuck here. I have to let it get towards me. And often you'd be focusing on one particular thing one zombie shambling towards you and then when it's too late you hear a little noise behind you turn and the thing is either already there or it's sprinting at you at full pace and it's those moments that completely ruined me um <laughs> but I, mm -hmm. I think phasmophobia is still the scariest game i've played in vr it is terrifying and i think for me it's only because it's the sound that plays when you walk into a house you know when you transition from the outside bits and it sounds normal and then you go through the threshold and you go into the door and then you get that kind of like yeah. it's like a low frequency they get all of the aspects correct right you walk I... in and the game the game the, the house inside is extremely realistic you get those ambient sounds you hear things happening in other rooms um the lighting is terrifying everything about that game is a big nope for it me. is good <laughs> and when you're like running down a dark hallway away from a thing that may or may not be on your heels yeah. it really does capture that feeling of like being a kid like running from like the dark room like you know like running like mm -hmm. up the stairs of the basement or something because like you just feel it closing in on you you know like yeah, and and now with haptics it. it can touch you yeah. it can breathe on you yeah it is no. terrifying and you know in propagation like you were saying how like you're stuck in that one spot there was an older game i don't know if you remember it called the Brooko brookhaven experiment uh, brookhaven experiment yeah, yeah. yeah i feel Very like similar, propagation actually, yeah. is is like the new gen version of brookhaven the spiritual experiment. successor yeah, yeah for sure yeah i think that was one of the first games i played when i got my psvr back home i mean psvr was the first vr headset i owned um Same. i remember getting it back home setting it up going onto the playstation store and being like right i need a horror game i want something <laughs> scary because that's that's what vr is for right i want to feel terrified nope. <laughs> and i think brookhaven experiment is the first thing i picked up and it just immediately i was like oh no that's i don't good. like this <laughs> have you ever done affected the manor that is like jump scare city yeah. It like if propagation is like was like the most like fight or flight I've ever experienced, and maybe Resident Evil might be the most fear I've ever experienced. But Affected the Manor got me to like audibly shout out more than any other game I've ever played. Like you just like all of a sudden the girl just like <laughs> like flies up on you so fast, and just like little things like that, man. That's like scary. That's that's like a Halloween time game for totally. me, right? Because it's it's a haunted house. There's not a lot to interact with necessarily. You're going through this house to have the crap scared out of you right that's so, the whole point yeah, yeah. there's no you, you can't fight yeah. back it is like going to a haunted house at the circus or something yeah. it's exactly like that but it's in vr For again that was the first game i bought on my quest when, when i got the quest oh. like right horror game let's find something affected straight in wow that was your first yeah. quest game jeez yeah <laughs> I go straight I always go for the horror stuff it's the first quest 2 video i made on the channel um because I was tinkering around with it. And I was like, how easy is it going to be to make content on this thing? 
So that was my kind of trial. Mm. And I was like, yeah, I'll get a horror game. I'll get some spooky horror game. And I think I filmed myself on my phone. And uh, yeah, it destroyed me. Um, it wow. is just jump scare central. It is. No it's subtlety. Very well done. And the developer is a super, super nice guy, right? We, we got to hang out with him at uh, like VRX or yeah. something. And yeah, Alex Moretti is the CEO of Fallen Planet Studios. Mm -hmm. And he, yeah, he's a good dude. That's another mm -hmm. one that eventually will get be haptic support. Like, yeah. They've got everything. Oh, yeah. It's just a matter of time. You know the game that caused me to scream? And, and I mean scream. And it, I remember it was like, like um, you know, I remember I played that game at like 1.30 in the morning all by myself in my basement. My family was asleep and rush of blood. Oh, nice. my God. Yeah. <laughs> that, you know, they, they do some jump scares in that game where they wait for you to look in a certain direction and things won't advance until you look that direction and then something is just there ready to um, make you poop your pants. So. <laughs> It's a masterclass. It waits for just, just long enough that you think, oh, maybe there's nothing. Maybe nothing's going to happen. Maybe this is it. It's mm -hmm. chill. And then it comes. And then yep. there's the girl here, and she's grabbing onto the. I I, I, oh, I hope that game I've completed gets... most horror games. I can't. I have. I didn't complete that game. Really? Oh, interesting. Yeah. I pushed like myself that game through that one because it was so good. Oh. Yeah. It got the roller coaster part perfect, right? Um, most perfect. people, if you put them in any kind of a roller coaster experience, it's going to make them motion sick. It's going to. But I put people that had never been in, into VR into that game, and I hadn't had anyone get sick. But any, everyone felt those those butterfly feelings when when the when it kind of goes down the track, right? And the whole thing isn't a roller coaster, right? It kind of it's like one of those old school horror. Um, 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 things where you go to at the carnival and you sit in the chair and you pull the bar back and it brings you through the haunted house. Right? But there's certain parts where it gets super roller coastery and it works really, really well. And I really, really hope that game gets a part two in the PSVR too. Dude, 100%. you know what is uh, not a horror game? And this is an obscure one, so you guys probably, you may not know it. Um, it's not a horror game, but it's a game that I played recently that I had like multiple holy shit moments in it. And it is called Soul Scathe. Oh, I've never heard of this one. Never it's, heard of it. It's Soul Scathe. It's like early access, Steam VR. Um, feels kind of like, um, like Legendary Tales, but a little bit more approachable. Cool like a little bit smoother to just like yeah. kind of get in and keep go get cruising through stuff and um visually really good and multiple like look over my shoulder whoa like and it's not wow. it's not horror or anything it's just like dungeon crawling and like skeletons oh. and like monsters and stuff soul scathe if you're into this what we what we've been dancing around obviously i've kind of pushed it more towards like the dungeon crawl mm -hmm. kind of thing but soul soul scathe not a horror game but unintentionally like intense like multiple Dude, that looks cool it's, yeah it's, it's, it's straight great. on steam now it looks good yeah yeah it's pretty sweet yeah i see what you mean about legendary tales it looks very legendary tales yeah um, very much like it mm -hmm. nice. i mean i i basically like i only play <laughs> games that i'm working on with b haptics for <laughs> you know like <laughs> Well, it's because you're implementing a lot of yeah, games when you're gonna have time to play anything else we are and what's funny is like most of the time we kind of like um you know like keep the like the veil up until like things are ready but like mm -hmm. we don't really need i don't really need to do that you know it's not like we have any kind of like nda or anything like that so yeah. i guess i could talk about some of the stuff that we work on um please do um but like right now alvo is coming nice um nice. for the quest arc axer which is an rpg yeah um Ooh. really good 
And that is actually the Beatrix implementation is available in the beta right now for that. So you can go check that out. Um, Dragon Fist VR is now hmm. native, and RC Rush is now native. Both of those are Steam VR games. Um, and we have a handful of other Quest games that are in the loop. Gun Raiders is coming. Oh, Gun uh, Raiders. Frenzy VR is coming. If, real quick, if you haven't played Gun Raiders, the game is free. Check it out. Audio Trip is coming. Oh, Audio Trip. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. Yep. So cool. I've been doing a lot of stuff. I played Diazim today, I played Hubris. Oh. Oh, you finally played finally Hubris. Played hubris. Yep. <laughs> Tell me what you think of Hubris. Um, I thought it was pretty sweet. You know, I don't have the most amazing PC, unfortunately. So, like, when I logged in, when I, like, fired it up, it was like, okay, uh, you are using a potato. Here's your potato <laughs> <laughs> graphics <laughs> settings, you know. So, I, I don't really have a potato, but it was like, hey, based on your computer, we recommend low. So, I was like, okay, well, uh-huh. I'm going to go in at, at low then because I don't want to be dropping frames while I'm in there or anything. And even at low, it looked fantastic. Like the water effects, like going from underwater to above water, super, super awesome. Um, Visually great. Gameplay, good, solid, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, we'll see. A a couple of the puzzles are just like... Yeah, eh. that game for me is all about the visuals. Totally. That is the by far the best looking VR game I've ever played. I've never felt so immersed into an alien world because of how how good it looked the rocks look like rocks the water looks like water the swim mechanics are fantastic um everything about the you know looking out the 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 spaceship windows and like just all of this stuff really brought me into that world like very few games can really really suck you in and, and you almost forget you're not actually there Right, and this game is one of them i can't wait to see what this game comes out as a full product does and i really hope they nail it yeah Um, it is immersive Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the like, there's that hologram that pops up in the very beginning with that guy talking to you, and I was looking at it, and I was like, "Man, like this is good." Like it, yeah. they must have used a mocap system on a guy's face because he had like a couple like subtle little facial expressions while he was talking, and I was like, actually quite impressed. It was yeah. the best looking human avatar of t- that's talking in VR that I'd ever seen. Yeah, most of the time they just like put a helmet over him, and they're like, "Okay, he's talking mm-hmm. now." Have you have you played this at all? Still haven't played Hubris. Um, I keep meaning to. Uh, just, just out of curiosity, Alex, you say you've got a potato. What's it, what what are you running? What you, what did you run it on? What's your, what's your kind of just so I can get an idea? What do what? I have? Uh, you have a ten seventy, I believe. With I think it's like an, uh, a little bit older generation of an i five processor. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh. What do you have? You have an i9. I have an i9 9900K with a NVIDIA 3090. It might be an oh. i7 with a 1070. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Either I mean, way, it's not that good. It's not that good, but it's not, it's not terrible. But you're definitely in the realm of uh, of uh, you know maybe upgrading soon. I would freaking love to upgrade. Yeah. Like who who out there is listening? Hit me up. <laughs> I need an upgrade. All right, Alienware. <laughs> Where are you at, Alienware? Come on. All those guys watch our show all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put it on an Alienware HQ on loop all week long. Yeah. Um, I really want to play Knock. Like, I haven't found an opportunity, or yeah. I guess I should say I haven't prioritized it. Yeah. Um, but I think I will love that game. And multiple people who I know are like really viable sources of is this good or not have been hitting me up being like are you playing knock 
Yeah, bro, it's getting a it's lot good. of a lot of attention, man. Uh, short stack. That's all he's playing right now. You know, I play a lot of games with him, and right now it's all knock, 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 knock. And uh, it's, uh, you know, it looks good. I on my radar to try out because, like you say, I've had a lot of people who have got whose opinion I really respect have said it's absolutely stunning. Um, I heard from GT today that there there are some issues in terms of it running cross continents. Oh. So if you're playing. So, like, if we were, so if I played with you guys now, there seems to be some kind of issue where it isn't running great if you're playing across countries. Yeah, that's which tough, is right? From jumping in kind of worldwide, because mm-hmm. I think in the testing period, um, we we could obviously organise me, GT, Steve knows, you know, us guys in the UK, we mm-hmm. could have just played it, but it wouldn't have given a kind of a true representation of the state of the game until I can jump into the the world and see how it holds up. But I know GT tried yeah. to do a stream tonight and it, it was it was rough. But the game is apparently amazing. Mm. But it's the implementation of the online servers yeah. and things. Netcode is a tough one, right? Being able to you 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 can't a, a game like that, it's critical that every single thing that happens on my screen happens on your screen at the exact same time. It's so important. It's, it's very it's very competitive and can really ruin the game if things aren't exactly the way they should be with that netcode. Um, and, you know, this is, um, this is a brand new game from a developer that's, I mean, I don't know what they've done before this. Half and half. Half and half. Normal. Right. Normal VR is the name of the developer. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I'm sure they're going to dial it in. Right, might take a little bit of time. I know there's things yeah. from, you know, that I've heard from, uh, from from people who play a lot of Rocket League that they they're hoping they implement in, in like being able to shoot the other players, maybe to slow down their progress <laughs> or, or whatever, right? But but people are really enjoying this game. Yeah, and I do look forward to it. And we both have copies of it, right? We just got to get in there. Yeah, I just, just haven't done it yet. Yeah, it's just um, a lot going the, on. The so. Core gameplay mechanics are there 100, percent and mm-hmm. you can see easily from a consumer point of view where they could grow mm. um it, as simple as customizable bits that you can stick on your little character you know hats different bows that kind of thing you can see where they could grow that game and as you say shooting an arrow at an opponent to slow them down or put them into kind of stun lock or something mm-hmm. so there's a lot of room for the game to grow um i think for me from from my point of view i hope what it currently has is enough to keep an audience engaged for long enough to keep them playing until that content comes because we were in, we were in a discussion with the with the normal vr devs before launch and they were and i've got a huge amount of respect for them they were very honest and open with us and they were going to launch the game at 24.99 and this was the so feed- huge yeah the, the the feedback came back pretty thick and fast and it mainly came from gt but i was gonna say was kind of G- in. gt who by the way is here in the chat with us so what's up, what's up bro thank you for joining us here at the show i feel like gt is like what like 95 percent responsible for that game's price getting knocked down i mean i could be wrong but i feel like it's all gt dude i was in that chat i could pretty much vouch for that so i mean i i I, I don't know what I was doing. I was spaced out somewhere, but I, I logged into the chat quite late at night, my time, and I had to roll back to catch up because I was like, what is this? All these messages were coming through really quick. And I rolled back, rolled back. And then there was the, the dev saying, oh, look, just kind of full transparency. We're going to launch this game at twenty four ninety nine, And then GT straight away is like, Instantly. cool. You've got one map. You've got no customization options. What what what? Are people getting for that money at this point in time i understand that they're kind of proud of what they've made and they're in that kind of developer bubble where they're playing it they're seeing it grow they're seeing it change and they're like this is worth that money 
But from a new consumer perspective, when you look at everything else available on the market, twenty four ninety nine is a lot for a game with one map, one yeah, mode, for real. No customization, mm-hmm. no aesthetics, nothing to unlock, no progression. I, I hope they're working on that stuff. I really do because they absolutely are. Yeah, and because this kind of a game could be could make them if they do custom skins and all of these different customizations and they make that game free to play and then oh. and they charge for seasons or co- like they could make a killing well and the thing that makes games like rocket league really addicting and i mean first you have to start with good physics yep. right let's just get yep. that out of the way the, if the physics are the physics have to be amazing and that is what rocket league just shines at more than like any other game in the world is the amazing physics behind mm-hmm. that game like if you if you put a controller in the right pair of hands the stuff they can do is just mind-boggling like mm-hmm. they they just fly around the arena like effortlessly but in in the hands of a noob like you can barely move around like yeah. the, the skill cap is just astronomically high and it's a result of having such a good physics system driving the whole thing so you have to start with that. And it looks like Knock has done it with their arrows and how the, they hit the ball and shoot it around. Like, it looks like people really enjoy that. The thing that keeps me playing Rocket League is my rank. Is yep. the silver, oh, I'm silver one. If I keep going, I'll be silver, silver. Uh, you know, I'll be gold three. You know, and it's like watching your rank yep. rise and like getting that, like, that glory of, of being in platinum, of being a champion, like that is what makes people play the game every single day. Mm-hmm. And I haven't played it yet, but it looks like Nock is doing this. They're like, I saw some people being like, oh, I'm in the silver, I'm in silver now. So I think that's a really, really good thing. Physics are there and, and the ranking system. Yeah, I don't think the ranking started. Uh, with the I don't game, think, I think it the, started, but that was yeah. effectively my contribution to the, you need to change the price chat was kind of twofold. It was firstly, first impressions are super important. You only get one shot at first impression. And if your first impression is a game that's twenty four ninety nine and there's no content, you're already alienating a huge portion of the audience. Mm-hmm. So nine ninety nine and the promise. So nine ninety nine and a roadmap is far more appealing from a consumer's point of view than twenty four ninety nine and stuff's coming at some point. Mm-hmm. But the second point I made, which which was very similar to what Alex was just saying, is something like Halo Infinite. The multiplayer aspect of that game was completely free. You know, you can download it, you can play it now. But the audience, or a huge portion of the audience, still found plenty of things to be angry about and complain about and want from that game because people inherently want progression. They want to feel like their time that they're investing into the game is working towards something. And I think at not, in, in Nock's current state, you're not really working towards anything. And whether that is an unlock, even if it's a new hat or a bow or a color yeah. for the bow, it's, it's that little breadcrumb trail, isn't it? It's like, mm-hmm. come back tomorrow, get your daily... Um, anything yeah. i think if, it, if they can implement that alongside the core mechanics which apparently as i haven't played it yet are absolutely stellar it's a winning formula because it's a simple enough game that anyone can jump in and play mm-hmm. feels good to play and there's reason to keep playing it if you can nail those three things yeah 100 oh. and look they can get they can get there they can get to the 25 bucks like look at blast on right when blast on first started great game but it didn't have the content 
that maybe a $25 game should have, right? So they started at 10 bucks, And you were able to get it at like $7, like uh-huh. six, you know, two yeah. weeks out of the four. And they worked on it and they worked on it and they made all the things happen that people would expect from a game at a certain price point. And then they raised the price and everyone's still happy with it. Everyone is more than happy, I think, to pay 25 bucks for a game like Blast On because it has all the things now that it needs. Mm-hmm. But So you can start at a lower price point and you can kind of get your game to where it needs to be. And then you can and then you can bring it up. And this game could have a very bright future. I mean, I w- I've watched a lot of. I see Short Stack here on the chat. I've watched a lot of Short Stack playing this game. Right, he plays this game religiously. Uh, go check out his channel. Check out some of his not content. Um, but this game could be huge in esports. Like this could yeah. be yeah. absolutely massive. And we're seeing a lot of really good things happening in esports right now. You know, we've we've done a few shows uh, where we've worked with Val, the Virtual Athletics League. Um, I'm a, I'm an esports fan. I know Alex, you're an esports fan, right? And um, and this game could absolutely crush it. And and speaking of Val, real quick, um, they are currently in uh, taking taking investments, I believe. So they are kind of growing their um, their business right now. So if you nice. are also into esports, pretty heavy, this might be worth looking at, right? Maybe and they just added over. like ten different VR content creators to their like squad. Yeah. You know, yep. like V, like Val, like I don't know, yeah, like Awesome Squad or something like that. Um, you know, and there's a, a bunch of great creators in there, like uh, Rose Exo. I don't, I don't know her name. But Rose, yeah. the Beat Saber player, is in there, and LS Toast, like the best Beat Saber player in the world, is up in there, and yeah. uh, Julian, um, Techman Ju, mm-hmm. um, a bunch of people. And before we go too far, I do want to just kind of like really drive this thing home with this knock price point. Mm-hmm. Um, it is honestly amazing how Gamer Tag was just completely kept it real, was 1 billion percent authentic, and shifted the needle. Like, dude, great job. Like, amazing Mm -hmm. job. Like, Mm -hmm. first of all, keeping it real and saying what needs to be said, even though, like, developers are, like, giving you free codes and all of that, you know what I mean? Like, you did not pull any punches, and you told them exactly what needed to be said. And in doing so, confidently and fearlessly, you moved the damn needle. Like, you literally changed the price of a game on the Oculus Quest store. Well, you changed the price, but not not only did you do that, but you made it so this game will be successful. Because if this game came out at too high of a price point, it would have been left in the dust. Right. No one would have ever played it. But now there's an opportunity for all these people to get involved. Hashtag influenced. Yes. Influenced. Influencers. You are an influencer, bro, and and it's not just GT. And I mean, obviously, here this is like evidence. It's like boom, right there. The proof is in the pudding. Like, the guy put out a video. Boom, they roll the price back. Like, whoa, amazing. And I'm sure there's other people who contributed to that conversation. But mm-hmm. GT moved that needle, and he's not the only one. Like all of us, if mm-hmm. we are able and willing to just openly express our opinions on these things and do so confidently and fearlessly, then we will see the changes that we want to see in, in this, in this community and in this industry, you know, and now people are scooping up knock at, at 10 bucks because of a YouTuber. And that's just mind blowing to me. It's incredible. It's, it's the, the most important thing in the world is if you're, if you're an influencer and I hate, I hate the term. Um, mm-hmm. But if you are an influencer and you have a platform, 
you have to direct that influence back at the people making the content that you're covering. It's, it's not just about influencing an audience. It's about influencing the whole, the whole system. Mm-hmm. So a good kind of, I guess, anecdotal example would be Green Hell VR. So me, me and GT were supposed to go to Poland to play Green Hell VR. Um, with everything that was happening in Ukraine, and it was right on the cusp of when it was really kicking off, we kind of stepped back from it and said, look, I don't think this is the right time to be traveling to that part of the world. It's escalating fast, et cetera, et cetera. But it didn't happen. But that trip was still going to go ahead, even though they released this demo on the Steam Next Fest. And I don't know if either of you played it. Yep. I I didn't because I saw people like GT and their opinions. And I was like, nope, not going to even bother. I played it. <laughs> so, so, yeah. so they, so they, dropped the, they dropped the demo to me and GT early. Uh, and I think a few other people had it. Um, and they said, hey, look, you can make content. It's embargoed to this day. Crack on. And me and GT both played it, and I filmed it, and I finished filming. I took the headset off, picked up my phone, voice note, straight to GT. I was like, dude, what the what the hell? <laughs> Can, this isn't good. And I think both of us instinctively at that point in time went straight back to the devs and went, guys, don't release this demo. Because... In its current state, if you put this out there for the public to play, they're going to play, and, and you've killed the hype for the game. Yep. And I think there needs to be an honest discussion here between us and you, and you and the audience to say the game ain't ready, mm-hmm. and it needs to be, it needs to go back to the oven and, and, and cook. And we we me and GT were throwing feedback back at them for two days, saying please don't release the demo, please don't do it. They obviously did release the demo. More people played it, and the majority of people's opinions aligned with what both me and GT had said in our videos. And that's that it was just poorly optimized. I mean, I don't know what systems they were using to, to test the game. I mean, mine is I've got 2080 I seven, 9,700 K and about 32 gig Ram. It, it was rough. I had to drop the on steam VR where you can adjust the, the resolution. I think to get it running stable, I had to put it on about 30%. I had to do and that, something similar where I went into my settings and like yeah. just, dropped everything and it still ran like crap dang that's too bad that's too bad you know people in all industries in all businesses um look to the people who know about the products that they're releasing for input and for influence to help um to help shape their product into the best thing it can be and to not have it get smushed by you know by terrible performance and things like this. So it's really important um, that everyone be honest with the developers, but but also don't be mean, right? You gotta be constructive. Um, yeah. You have to give information that's that's helpful, you know? Um, and you guys you guys are all kings of doing that, right? I mean that's what makes a good a good influencer. So you, you don't you don't go the other way because there's real people that worked right. on this thing and there's real people right. that have poured time and passion into this thing and for one reason or another it's not come together in did the way they, they envisioned. Though? That's the question. Wow. Did they? That though? is the question. I feel I true. And that's the question. You know, I was on my Switch last night actually thinking that the Mario Kart Eight courses were released and they weren't. I was like a few hours off, so I was like, no, Mario Kart Eight new DLC courses available today for what? all of you Nintendo I... people. Yeah, dude. <gasps> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to buy them, but yeah, there's going to be 64 a, total. A reason new... for me to play a flat yes. game again. Yes, oh, wow. do it, okay. do it. And for the record, I also have. I can't put Elden Ring down either in my free <laughs> time. So, I also am right there with you, uh, Benjo. 
But anyway, I was on my Nintendo Switch last night looking at uh, the deals, as I like to do, which there are always like 2,000 games on sale. Like, I'm not even pulling any punches. Like, 2,000 games to prove. Wow. And as I'm going through them, what do I see? Green Hell. And I'm thinking mm. to myself, like, dude, Green Hell on the Switch. On the Switch? And then it must mean that there's flat versions of it on every other platform in the world. And the VR thing is just like an afterthought, you know? And it's like, I'm sitting here thinking about it. And I was like, man, they probably don't care at all about this VR port of this game. Like, they're just doing it just so they can, like, small percent. like click another mm-hmm. little box or whatever. But, like, I mean, when you think about the install base of the, of the Quest versus the Nintendo Switch, like, just, like, yeah. purely numbers... You got a better chance of succeeding or making more money off of a Switch release, I would yeah. say, than you would in VR. You know, at the same time, using the sale of uh, the numbers that come in from flat sales uh, gives you more capital to work on the VR part as well. So, I mean, but what you if know. you don't care? And that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, and who knows? I don't know. You know, that's a hard thing to say. Who knows if they they care or not? I I, I'm I a, felt yeah. like they did. What do you What do you I'm think, a, Ben? glass half full kind of guy so i'm mm. always super positive about anything i approach so i'd like to hope that everyone cares on yeah. the thing I mean, pe- people have asked me before like why why don't you do any merch why haven't you done any merch for the channel the channel's big do some merch but i don't want to put my name on something unless i really love it like if it's i want the thing to be good quality so i i, I have this this vision for everything and i like to think that everyone's the same and obviously that isn't going to be the case i know that's not the case Deep down in my heart, I know there are people out there with more insidious means. But for me, and Green Hell in particular, my hypothesis <laughs> is that focus has shifted. And the Quest 2 port is where all the resources have been deployed. Mm-hmm. And I think they're working to make sure that is good. And the PC VR version is an afterthought. Now, I've got nothing to say that that's the case. No, there's, there's no proof here. But in my head, I'm like, if, you, if you're if you a small team and you're working on a VR port of a game, right now, surely you'd prioritize the Quest 2. If you're after you have money. To. If you, if you if want to make a capital. living, that's where the install base is. That's, that's where everyone's playing VR. I mean, there's, you know, more and more people are getting into PC VR because Quest has kind of become that gateway drug. And they're like, ooh, wait, there's more? There's better than this? Right? But But it all starts right now on mobile VR. Um, Beardo Benjo, you've infected our chat with your disgusting bots. Oh, bro, did I bring the sex? How dare you? Like, this was. I invited them. I didn't think they'd come. Like, they. I'm sorry, bro. This was like every. Like, this has never happened here. You know, this is a between realities first where we have someone that's so popular that sex bots (laughs) follow them to our channel and wind up in our live chat. (laughs) <laughs> that's that gotta be funny. like an actual person right like is it just like do they just follow your like is there is there a human that's like control I, don't think there's a human that? There. I, I think it's a robot it it's gotta be right around. they're so determined dude to you, get you to click on that link see the hot boys and girls you can't be surfing the black web on your youtube machine you know like you gotta have like a separate Where computer for all of that stuff man <laughs> like you gotta like either like you know maybe an android device on the side Just use the incognito mode yeah, on my phone i, mean, I guess yeah, yeah i mean incognito ain't gonna save you from these bots bro you know what i'm saying like, VPN on there, <laughs> yeah. be like, thank you paradise to care for taking care of that and handling that wipe you, your computer it. change your name move to a new country and get a different computer the next time you start visiting all those naughty naughty sites <laughs> you'll, you'll that, never bro. stop me you'll never stop me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too far gone bro <laughs> oh man 
Oh man, that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Oh well, that's Success. pretty good. So that's anyway, Green Hell sucks, and hopefully they fix it. Yep. <laughs> For real. For real. <laughs> but you know, you, you gotta you gotta give the people you gotta give these companies your honest opinion. And I'm glad you guys were able to tell them uh, that they shouldn't release the demo. And these companies need to listen. Because they re- for real, because they sounds crappy, and they got to listen through the through the mud. Right. Because people, people like you, Benjo, and people like GT, Soulfox, some of these people, like all these these people, play games all day, every day. This is what this is what we do, right? Like, if there is ever an expert in something, like this is this is how you become an expert, and you should listen to the experts always. If you want to have a successful product. You gotta listen. You gotta take the feedback, and you gotta sometimes make uncomfortable decisions and change the game plan a little bit, so it ultimately benefits your product more in the long run. So, well, and you, you know, like it might, like it might seem like you're taking a risk by like saying the thing that you think they don't want to hear. Yeah, you know, but you're helping yourself as well because not only are you being authentic, you're now being respected by everyone around you because you're being authentic and you're right. telling them the things that are hard to say. When you know, it's like, like if you have like something stuck between your two front teeth, it's like the dude who says, <laughs> "Dude, you see that thing yeah. between your teeth? Get that out of there before you go on camera." You know, like there's a lot of YouTubers out there who won't call out the thing between their teeth. You know, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it is important and um, it's it's better for the devs, it's better for the community, it's better for the YouTubers and the content creators and and everybody. So better content, better ecosystem. Yep. And know, I mean, uh, like, it's it's honestly taken me a while to kind of like come to that kind of realization because when I first started doing this, I loved VR so much that I didn't care what you were doing. If you're doing something in VR, you're my friend. Like, I love you, mm-hmm. you know? Like, yeah, okay, yeah, this game is not as good as all these other ones, but it's a VR game, and these guys are doing VR, so, like, they they deserve my respect and adoration and, and all of that stuff. And it's taken me a while to kind of, like, take that step back and be like, okay, I can't just, like, praise and love everything that's VR, like, because there is mm-hmm. a... a a distinction between the quality that can be made that should be made to ensure that we're having the experiences that we want to have. Mm-hmm. And the, the experiences that are worthy of the time and the money of the people that are purchasing these things. I mean, I worked in a video game store for 12 years. So I was like front lines serving people games. And I think that experience and that time taught me a lot of things. It was one of my favorite jobs, one of my favorite industries to be part of. And during that time, you learn that I'm talking English currency, but like £20 to me might be very different to £20 to somebody else. £20 could be... It could, it could be all that person has that they can buy one game for the next four months, right. and that choice has to be something that's going to be worthwhile. So in in that scenario, in that job, it was always kind of trying to steer people towards... You know, they'd come up with some piece of shit game, and I'd be like, well, okay, you, you don't want to buy that because you're going to be coming back tomorrow and da-da-da. So you try and steer people to the good experiences because you know that they're going to get the most out of it because you don't know what that money means to that person. And I brought that mentality with me into content creation. And I've played a bunch of games that I've sat and and played for three hours, filmed loads of footage, and literally just sat back and looked at the footage afterwards and gone, I can't put that up there. That's that's awful. And then then I'll just go to the dev and be like, here check this out <laughs> this this is why i didn't publish this video these things need to be fixed and then it's on them to, to decide whether they want to do it or not but 
I ultimately, and everyone in the VR community, ultimately wants these experiences to be as good as they physically can be. So us telling these devs that these things aren't good is because we want them to be good at some point in the future and be worthy as people's money and, and give us more meaningful experiences in VR. Surely we all want great VR content. We want it to be like flowing every week, mm -hmm. but we have to try and stop the ones that aren't that aren't great and ship them back and send them back over and say, guys, this isn't ready. This totally. isn't ready for the mainstream. Totally. And you know, it's really, really awesome that you are like considering um, like the value monetarily for a lot of people. You mm. know, it's really hard for us people who are in, in our position, I think to kind of remember that oftentimes because, you know, I reach into my pocket for a game like once every six months or something, you know, like most of the time I'm just getting them handed to me and I just have like this mm. in, like insane library of games on my quest. Like if you just gave my quest to some random quest kid, he would lose his mind when he saw my library. <laughs> like it's amazing. It really yeah, is. Every game ever. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, yeah, and yeah, I'm, pretty, I feel so grateful awesome. to, to have that kind of situation. Um, and for me, it's obviously less the dollar amount and for a lot of other people it's less the dollar amount and more their time the time is more valuable than the twenty dollars on on the game you know it's like you have from the time that you put your kids to bed at 9 p.m till midnight when it's too late for you to wake up for work the next morning you got those three hours it's like what game are you going to play it has to be engaging it has to be good it has to scratch the itch you know and like they're not going to just people like that aren't going to have a library of games like mine they're going to have one or two games regardless of the price and that's what they want to spend their time doing Doing. So, you know, the value has to be there monetarily, sure, but like, is it worth my time? Like, is it worth mm -hmm. me playing, spending six hours of my life going through this campaign? You know, mm -hmm. like, it has to be good. It just has to be. 100%, man. We're, I think we only get one shot down here, and um, I don't want to spend that time playing shitty games. Ultimately, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, at the end of the day, yeah. I want to play stuff that I come away with. Uh, feeling excited and feeling invigorated about the tech because we're all super we're all super excited about this tech and we want it to grow we, we want vr to, to succeed and far exceed where it is right now and it it, it always kind of hurts when you when a new game drops and you, you chuck it on and you go oh, are we doing this again are we back here with v is this what we're doing now mm -hmm. okay all right and i think that's kind of the experience we had with green hell vr and we walked away like oh, come on things things have moved on since that level of interaction in vr games and that level of performance in vr games we can do better totally it's been proven there are games out there that are absolutely incredible and some of them are made by one person you know cosmodred the solo mm -hmm. dev knocking it out of the park seriously like and at that point it's hard to be like oh, i'll forgive them because mm -hmm. you've experienced better and you've seen it so yeah it's dude it's a bummer out. man like it's it's actually like it's almost like a uh, like a double-edged sword you know it's like bittersweet in a lot of ways because you know to your point earlier the first impression is so important like that mm -hmm. first experience has to be phenomenal and if it's mm -hmm. not that game might fall flat on its face and i know that there's a handful of people out there who still play larsenauts but that game did not get its potential. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. game came out and it was like, oh, is this going to be the hero shooter in virtual reality? And it wasn't. It just fell flat right on its face, you know? And it's because there's other games that are worth your time more so than that. You would be better off playing Population 1 or Hyper Dash oh. or even the Quake 3 Arena mod, frankly, is, oh, is faster and more fun mm -hmm. than Larsenauts is, which sucks. That's, but that's, speaking of that, that, 
that's one of the few games that I went back to my hotel room one night and I had like an hour before I really should go to bed and I put on Quick Three Arena again nice. just for just for a little bit. And hotel oh Wi Fi? Yeah, yeah. yeah, but I, I did I just kinda went through the solo campaign oh, okay. and just played the bots, right? But but that game is so good. If you have not <laughs> played Quake Three Arena on the quest, <laughs> I'm gonna say it's one of the best shooters. It is so good. Mm-hmm. Dude, this okay. sounds like an exaggeration, but I'm only I promise you it's not. Um I'll check. I'll check side quest most days just to see if Dr. Beef has done something new. Like I worship the ground they walk on. I know it's the, the, He's the ports. They're so are good. Amazing. Yeah. And I, I meant again, I mentioned it on the Cosmonauts, uh, Cosmonaut, Cosmodread stream. Doom three with B haptics. Oh, it's just amazing. phenomenal. It's amazing. Unreal. <laughs> Unreal, like Doom Three. Seriously, people, are you are you listening to us right now? Doom Three <laughs> on the Quest is phenomenal. Yep, go phenomenal. get it and yep. put it on your Quest and play it. You will not regret it. Yep. It is so good. Well, this the crazy thing. Like, chances are most people already own a copy of Doom Three in yep. one way or another on their PC. Fantastic. And if you don't, like three quid, like two, it's yep. pennies. Mm-hmm. And that's the same for Doom One, Doom Two, as you say, Quake, Return to Castle Wolfenstein, Half Life. Yeah, these yep. ports are some of the very best things you can play natively on the Quest, Seriously. and the work they do blows my mind. Unreal. Absolutely blows my mind. Unreal. Imagine what Doctor Beef is going to be able to accomplish on the next set of mobile headsets that we have. Imagine on the Quest Three, what are we going to get from that guy? Right when our power goes up, our thermals perform better, and everything is just. You know, we have more power. I mean, this guy is so talented. He is so talented. I cannot figure out why someone hasn't opened their wallet to this guy and or given him a blank check and be like, here, you fill that out. You come work for me. Whatever Dude, it is, you whatever you need, yeah. you I've work said, for me. Now. I've already said why in on an earlier episode, and it's because he he does this out of love and passion, right. period. Right. He's not doing mm-hmm. this for money. Like, well, he doesn't sure, want but, money but, for it. But everyone has a price. Well, maybe I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure he has a price, but for the most part, I think he's got his yeah. job mm-hmm. and he does that for work, and he's cool with it. And then in his free time, he makes these Doctor Beef ports, and like it's just so much easier when you don't have to worry about anything else. It's like no, yeah. I do this when I want on my terms. Nobody else is involved. No mm-hmm. money's involved. Screw you all. I'm making sweet VR ports, and that's all there is to it. I really think that that's the attitude that they have. I, I think he's got a clear vision of where he wants to take it, and. Mm-hmm. I, I think they actually shared um, a little while back a list of games that were kind of potential. Like we might be able to get these games to work. So it's clear that he has games that he'd like to play in VR personally himself right. because he loves VR. And I think the moment you're brought up, you know, maybe maybe you become part of meta. You're, you're, you've been absorbed into it. You're no longer creative. You don't have creative control or creative freedom anymore. You work on what they tell you to work right. on, and that's the project. Mm-hmm. So, right. By yeah, way, I'm glad a... he hasn't been given a check. I think at this point, as much sure. as it would be nice to see someone get that, the, you know, get the payday, um, they they really do deserve. I'm happy that he's where he is, making the ports that he is, because that's given us some incredible content. For real, for real, it's always interesting to see when that stuff does happen too, right? I'm pretty sure that happened to Gee Godin, the creator of Virtual Desktop, right? And I was always like, why hasn't Meta hired this guy? Right? They should have brought mm-hmm. him in because because look at Airlink, what are they doing? Hire this guy, he'll fix it all. But uh, I'm pretty sure he turned them down and said, no, nope, I'm good. I'm a little busy being Gee Godin. Right? Like, what, you think I'm going <laughs> to give that up and go be a meta mate? Right. I don't think so. 
I'm Geek Godin. The VR community worships the ground I walk on. I'm not going to change that. This is a perfect little situation that's, that's I've got. That's talent. He has talent. He has been able to pull off things that that you know teams of developers have not been able to pull off. Because this is he's got another skills. wake up. And and Doctor Beef is the same. This is another wake yeah. up for you guys. If you're Some, not using virtual desktop with your Quest and you have yep. a computer, you are making yes. a mistake. Yep. You need to get it and play VR games on your Quest wirelessly with PC graphics. Or or even flat games, right? Were you on, flat games? Yeah. Hop on to sure. virtual desktop, you know, get into Elden Ring that way, maybe, right? Or or just, you know, you you're doing some video editing, creating documents, whatever it is. Um, having a massive, almost no latency connection to your machine um, in whatever environment you want to be in, with whatever size screen you want to be in, is just, it's just so amazing, dude. By the way, what, Ben, yeah. I wanted to get your thoughts on that Larsonauts thing because I saw you react, but I mm. didn't get to hear you say anything about it, and I am curious what your thoughts are. Uh, yeah, it's another example of a game being sent out to die because feedback that was there and the feedback was flowing, uh, yeah, like it was flowing. Wine. It was like it was. I, I saw it coming from, from again. GT, Nathy, Mike, Matt from B everyone was giving the same feedback. And it came out anyway. And the issues weren't fixed when it came out. I remember we were all in some playtests, um, playing it, and I, I I remember the moment I was like, okay, this is this isn't great. And that was the, the second I started sprinting. Yeah. And all of a yes. sudden my hands weren't my hands. You know, my arms weren't my arms anymore. Yep. And that is the most disorientating and just offensive thing you can do in a vr game is yeah. take the player's hands away take the control yeah. away from something because then all of a sudden you're not the player you're not in the game you're not immersed you are it's a movie you know it's you become completely detached from it so when we started running around i was like oh that's just this doesn't feel good we and i understood when they told us why it was like that to a degree but I still know it needed to change, and I still gave the feedback, much like everyone did, and said, we need something better than this. I, I didn't return to Larsenauts. Um, I gave it the benefit of the doubt, and I played it after launch, because I didn't want to make a video until I'd played it publicly. Because we had an opportunity to film it and play it with a bunch of creators before launch, which was nice. We had a good time. We had a laugh playing it. But I didn't want to create content using that, throw it up and go, Larsenauts is the best new multiplayer shooter because I've had this almost like fabricated fun time because I was playing it with guys I really respect and enjoy the company of. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't really seen the servers and what, what it was going to be like on launch day. So I waited. Launch day came. I jumped in. <laughs> and I, I couldn't find any people to play with. It was me and I bumped into... I bumped into Viper like two or three times. We kept finding each other in games being like, dude, are we the only two people playing this game right now? What is going <laughs> on? And, um, and that was the experience I had on launch day. So that's what I recorded and that's what I uploaded. I actually think I was going to dedicate a video to it and I ended up not. And I think I just did like a, a three minute, this game's not great mm -hmm. review section in like a news video I did. Just touched upon it. But again, first impressions. You have to get it right because you, it's so hard to come back from that. Here's and these the are the guys that did Farpoint, which is like one of my favorite VR games. Seriously, Farpoint yeah. so good. Incredible. And I really hope there's a part two on PS4. And here too. is the absolute insanity of all of it. Like, there is not a group of people more qualified to give you that feedback than the people who were. 
and they had no obligation to give you that feedback, right? right. Like mm-hmm. you wouldn't sign a contract being like, I'm going to try this game and tell you all my problems with it. You reached out to them on your own volition to help them and said, listen, you really don't want to release this. Take it from me, someone who plays every single VR game and who has an audience of people who play VR games. You don't want to release this. And they took that amazingly valuable feedback from the most qualified people in the world to do it and didn't ignored it ignored it yes yeah. it's like dude what is yeah, going on it's a damn shame it is people there are a lot of companies out there that pay a lot of money to advisors and consultants to get the same kind of feedback right. on their things right yeah. and um, to get all of this stuff from such highly qualified people and throw it away is a damn shame it's a damn shame it just goes to show that you know some you know some of these smaller studios and stuff they just you know, maybe they just don't know how to run proper business. Dude, don't mess with the VR yeah. community, man. You better take them seriously, you know, because then otherwise GT is going to make a video about you and it's going to be a bit, it's going to be a big deal. And then you see, like, then you have knock who listens to the, the VR community. They don't put that game out for 25 bucks. They drop yep. the do- 10 to 10 and now everyone is just praising it. Like everyone's yep. talking about how great it is. Yep. You know, like it's not that hard to do. The crazy thing about knock is that originally it was, it was 24 and then he went, Fourteen ninety nine, and then by the time I woke up the next day, it was nine ninety nine, and it had happened, and it was signed off. That's beautiful. Because the fir- the first um, retort from from the knock dev was, we can't change the price. It's like the price is locked in. That's what it is, and it was just this torrent and wave of pushback from everyone in that chat. Was like, okay, well, if you release it at that price, <laughs> you just need to understand it's dead. Like it's you, it's not going anywhere, guys. And it kept going, it kept going. And I think I went to bed at the moment. I saw him say, look, okay, I've arranged a call with Oculus. We're going to see what we can do. I went to sleep, woke up. Cool, it's nine ninety nine now. And it's like, oh my, it's not. It's cheaper than the first original price point that we've said. And it's, that's the power of listening to that feedback. And it's like, talking about it like this, I always try and be humble. And it's like, I, I don't want to put this kind of, oh, I, I listen to me because I know what I'm talking about. I don't like to say that. But there is an element of, I'm always honest with everyone I speak to and I would appreciate if a lot of the devs listen to me, not just as a content creator, but as a consumer. And I think that's what they forget to do. And I think that's where some content creators can get frustrated. People like GT who plays everything. And I think he often finds himself in positions where he's basically play testing for free. Um, Totally. And he gives that feedback. And then when the feedback isn't listened to, that's that's a big blow um for someone who does who takes what he does really seriously like gt and i think uh, the devs just aren't listening to him as a consumer they're listening to him as a content creator like, ah, youtuber right you know? it's like the, yeah. there's he still knows what he's, he knows what he's talking about better than most yeah, <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's one thing when one person is like oh you know maybe this <laughs> but when you get a squad of you get a squad people going that all do this Mm-hmm. And they're all saying the same things. I listen up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen well, again, up. in in that chat, Nathy was in there. Mike was in there. You know, uh, I think BMF Steve knows. Like, it was a huge conglomerate of mm-hmm. some of the most influential people in VR going, "Dude, this is wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need to fix this." Um, and yeah, it's. I have infinite respect for them for fixing it. Ultimately, well, good because now because they're going to be now they're going to be successful as long as they keep going doing what they're doing they make the right decisions and they keep listening to feedback they will now be successful and their game didn't get buried on launch so woohoo 
Exactly. <laughs> we all win. Wins all round. Exactly. Exactly. Man. So, you know, I'm looking at these notes, right? And there's so much stuff on here we could talk about. But I feel like we didn't really get into, like, you. Like, what makes you you, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's uncomfortable. No. That's uncomfortable. <laughs> what, you, what, what, what do you want to know? I mean, yeah. yeah. Um what what do you think? I mean, I kind of want to. I kind of want to know. Like, like. Um, I mean, I think we talked a little bit that you you got into VR because you got a PlayStation VR, right? But maybe we, yeah. can, maybe we can kind of elaborate on on what really was it that kind of where you were like, no, I am now. I'm now the bearded banjo because it's it's a big thing to put yourself on there on the internet and start doing sure. this stuff all the time and uh, and yeah, kind of for sure. you know what's it like being a banjo. Oh, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> bro, it's evolving as time goes on. Beardo banjo, um, breado is one that's going around now. Loaf uh, of bread, I don't I know like, what's going I on. I like bread. There's so many weird variations. Um, <laughs> ultimately, like to strip it back and make it super simple, like, I've always loved video games. Uh, like it's, it's as simple as that. I used to watch my dad play them when I was far too young to play them, and he'd play like you know Amiga stuff. And I was just fascinated with them. So the only job I wanted to do when I got old enough to do a job was work somewhere with video games. So that was a game store. It was a video game store. And I loved it. I just want to, I just always wanted to be around video games because it's the one thing that makes me, one thing I can just escape into true escapism. You know, it doesn't matter how crappy your day is. You disappear into a video game and it's just, you forget it all and you have the best time. So I knew I wanted to make YouTube videos years ago like quite a long time ago and i used to be very shy and to a degree i still kind of am but i used to be very shy and i remember i pitched it to a manager at the time and another colleague i said hey look i'm, I'm thinking about getting a pc i want to make videos and they were like what don't do that you idiot that's like really like spoke down to me in a way that made me think oh, maybe geez. this is a maybe this is a dumb idea i was like oh, okay and i didn't do it I, I backed out of it i was like oh shit maybe they're right like why would I do this? And then it was only a few years later, because I mean, I've, only, I've been on YouTube for almost bang on three years. Um, and I I'd become the manager of the store at this point. The people that had kind of told me not to do it weren't around anymore. And I was like, yeah, now's the time. I'm going to do it. I'm going I'm to get a PC and I'm going to start making videos of me playing, playing games. And it was as simple as that. At the time, I just left my job at the game store. And the thing I really missed was speaking to other people about video games on a daily basis like making connections about video games and because that was the best thing about working there talking to colleagues about games talking to customers about games and just being enthusiastic about games so i missed that a huge amount and to fill that hole i was like if i make a youtube channel there's a chance i'll be able to talk to people about games still whether they'll talk back i don't know because i thought it might just be me there screaming into the void throwing the you know throwing videos out there but that would be enough to satiate that desire to make content and talk about games and keep the conversation going. So I did. And it started off as probably most YouTube channels do. It's me playing horror stuff because I love horror. And I thought and knew that that was probably the most entertaining way to get into it. Um, because who doesn't like watching someone absolutely, you know, it is entertaining. It's, it's, there's an inherent, it's kind of almost a curiosity thing, a morbid curiosity. So mm -hmm. I started doing that and, I think the first video game I played on the channel was a PC game called Visage, 
really terrifying, scary horror thing, if you've ever seen it, like, horrible. But quite soon, I think it was either my second video or my third video, was me playing around with Vorpex. Because oh. as soon as I got a PC, I was like, oh, well, I need a VR headset now. Because finally I can... I'd had a PSVR for a while, and my, my love for VR was already... It was there, but I was like, okay, now I need to see what the PC can do. I went, What's that VR like? So I bought a, a Rift. And uh, at the time I was playing Dark Souls, and someone told me about Vorpex. I was like, oh, you can play stuff in VR. Anything you want in VR. I was like, okay, let's check that out. And I played Dark Souls 3 modded into first person pushed it into vr because i wanted to feel like i was in that Whoa. world yeah it was bonkers was it good um, i went back and played it recently uh it's rough like it's pretty ropey but just standing in the environments you know from dark souls and just looking around and taking the scale in mm -hmm. i think i managed to beat the first two bosses in first person in vr wow I was like, that's a pretty big accomplishment yeah um <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I did this VR video and I I kind of, I, I really, really enjoyed that. And for, for a long time, I would do maybe flat screen, flat screen, VR video, flat screen, flat screen, flat screen, VR video. And I do one kind of every now and then. And what, I think really the channel started to pick up speed and I needed to separate my hobby from the channel. So I made a conscious decision to split it up so that i could keep some things to myself because making content's great but sometimes you need to play something with the camera off totally. you know and just kind of unwind yeah, for real so i said look i'll keep the flat screen stuff to myself that's my downtime because it's inherently a bit more relaxing you know you kick back controller happy days totally and i'll keep the vr stuff to the channel because it was always a it grew to the point where it's kind of 50 percent of one 50 percent of the other and I went, you know what, let's just, I'll, I'll go all in on the VR, keep the flat screen to myself because I still need to unwind at the end of a long week and I don't necessarily want to be entertaining. Um, and yeah, and then it's kind of just grown and grown and grown from there. And I think, again, I think it's a bit cliche. I think a lot of people say it. I never expected it to. Truly, genuinely, honestly, I never expected it to. Um, and and, and when I saw my channel surpass channels like PD, who I idolized, I was like, I love this guy. I love this guy's content. And when it went over, I was like, oh, oh, okay, this is crazy now. Things are getting real. Things are getting real. Um, and there's been a few moments like that for me where I've been like, whoa, I've, that's someone I watch myself. Per I, I, I love their content. Why am I now? And it's still something I struggle to get my head around. Uh, but I love it. I just, I just ultimately... I love video games and I always want to continue the conversation of video games. And that led me to, to YouTube. I'm right there with wow. you, brother. I love video games too. Heck yeah. <laughs> By the way, yeah. when you, uh, when you left your, your job at the game store, did you like go into like a new realm of work? Are you willing to talk about that at all? Dude, yeah, I bounced around some jobs for a few years, kind of just trying to find a niche that suited me. Um, because 12 years in retail, it's a long time in retail yeah and i felt like i'd done it i've done my stint now i've I'd suffered through the the pain of retail there are joys in retail don't get me wrong i had a great time but it's also tough um and i thought okay i need an office job man i want to know i want an office job i didn't get there straight away i actually worked in a clothes store for a year 
which was terrible. I know nothing about clothes. They put me on like the ladies' wear department and I know even less about ladies' wear. Um, <laughs> and then from there, I worked for a medical recruitment company, um, which I hated as well because it was kind of cold calling doctors and being like, hey, there's this hospital that needs you to go there next week. Do you want to do it? Blah, blah, blah. And then eventually I found the job that I'm currently doing, which I absolutely love, which is um, I organize events and training for lecturers at university. So it's an online-based university, so all the, all the tutorials happen online. So I facilitate their development by basically teaching them how to use the programs they need to use to teach their students um, and run events for them to develop that learning further. So it suits me down to the ground. I, I, like, I still get to interact with people. Um, and that works. That's a Monday to Friday. I finish at about 4.30 and then the VR headset goes on and I film something and I edit it. And then, so it's a lot of work. I'm working a lot right. of the time, but. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we talk about like flat screen games being like the hobby and then the VR games being like work, but in reality, work is like work. Right. And work, your channel exactly. is almost the hobby. If you kind yeah. of look at it like that, do you want to like keep that line? You know, like we kind of talked about it earlier, right? Like if you work every day, you hate your life or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, do you foresee the YouTube channel growing to a point where you're successful enough to make money for it or do something like Steve and I have done where it'd be like transition into the industry as mm. a result of the things that we've been doing? Or do you like having a job that's like, over here and then your mm. video game world is over here well I, I love my job um but i've loved other jobs and i'm sure i'd love a different one if i had it um so ultimately i think it would be great to come full circle you know i started at i started with my working life within the industry in a way selling the video games and ultimately I'd, of course i'd love to end up back in a place where that was my job because it's the one thing that i'm incredibly passionate about so Yes, I'm good at my current job. Is it something I'm passionate about? Yes, to a degree, but not to the scale that I am with video games and with gaming and VR and tech and the future of it all and how it's all going to enhance our lives in the long run. And that's that's where my passion really lies. So don't get me wrong. If the channel exploded tomorrow like, and, and all of a sudden I could live off of it, the thought would go through my mind. But currently, I would still keep the other job purely because I rent the house that I'm in. And... Um, me and the wife want to buy a place, but I don't want to rock up to a mortgage advisor and say, hey, I'll make YouTube videos. Right. And they're like, okay, what do you make? Who knows? Sometimes it's okay <laughs> and sometimes it's nothing and I have to eat pasta. But, you know, you want that security of a full-time job to get the mortgage and eventually move yeah. out. And it's that, it's that growth thing. But it's so hard to get a house in the UK. I'm sure it is everywhere, but my word, everything's becoming Especially more now. expensive. Yep. Living is very expensive yep. now. Just being alive in general. It is expensive times. I'm going to tell you a secret. You may not know this, but there are desk jobs and office jobs in video games too. Shut your mouth. I know, right? What, what, why has no one told me this? <laughs> 35 years old in like a month's time and no one's told me this until now. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Dude, so I saw, I saw a Twitter, a little Twitter thread Sadly, as Bradley kind of, which by the way, I this is like multiple things coming together for me to address this right now. But I'm wearing a Sadly, it's Bradley T-shirt. 
shout out. Sadly, it's Bradley. Happily, we have Bradley in our community because yes. he's incredible. Awesome and I guy. guess like people have been reaching out to him, being like, "Uh, you need to be working on becoming a, a project manager, like in the industry." You know, like because obviously it's, you know your shit. He needs to be in this industry. He is so smart. He could move this industry in amazing places. And I really hope he ends up mm-hmm. there. Well, so do I. And here's a really wild comment that I'm reading from Paradise Decay. It says, "Between realities, I want to thank you, Alex and Skiva." Uh, for inspiring, sadly, it's Bradley reaching out to the industry. You guys are forging the future of VR. What? <laughs> How did we? Wow, I don't, did he? Did, first Thanks. of all, thank you, right? But second of all, like, did he say something like that? Because if he did, I'm going to like quote that and put it in a frame and put it in my, <laughs> on my wall at the, yeah, at the house. Yeah, it on some t-shirts. Like, like, I would be more than happy to be the reason that, sadly, it's Bradley right, into the right. VR community. That's like, That's funny. a credit that I'll carried with me to my grave you can put it on my gravestone got sadly it's bradley into the vr industry he's something else i would never take credit for that is is the joke i'm making here because he's so amazing you know but that's really amazing for you to say dude and uh thanks for including us in that because um he's a legend he is a legend i i've seen very few people that are able to kind of dig into into what companies are doing and really kind of pull this kind of information that they keep so secret and and you know they because because you you got to in business you have to watch out what you let out right because com- competitors want to know what you're doing and they need to compete with your products and there's a lot of stuff happening but but man Bradley is able to really get in there he understands the tech he understands what these companies are doing he knows the future of where things are going and he's an amazing guy and he's a good guy and uh, I just I just love him me too. I think he's awesome. He's he's amazing. Yeah. And PD says, yeah, he mentioned people like us for moving into jobs in the industry in his 100k subscriber video. Oh dang! Wow. Which was like a long video. Wow. I think he like streamed for a couple hours. So that wow. means the world to us. And he probably wow. won't catch this. In uh, you probably won't see this, but um, we love you, dude. Yeah, for real. For I'm real just gonna thing. say it to I the universe. I, I, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't. Um, I mean, I can't even comprehend it, but the time he must put in to oh, finding this stuff right. and pulling it out from Lord knows where. And it's and people look to him as 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 he is such a credible source for this stuff. It took me a while to really wrap my head around the lengths he must be going to. And I think I only really truly realized when he he like burnt out hard and he was like, I haven't slept. Um, and and we've that's recurred for him a few times where he's got into this point where he's done so much and then all of a sudden he's not slept and it's but yeah two dollars super yeah. chat flying in hot from Wolveraza what's up baby Yay, thank you so much bam, bam, bam. if I had our old soundboard I'd be hitting the wrong button it's coming back soon he says great we'll show guys mm-hmm. Benjo rocks the Casbah that he does that he does um, I think that's a euphemism for something. <laughs> I think the song "Rock the Casbah" was definitely a euphemism for something. Oh yeah, uh, but yeah, no. Um, Brad is just—he just again just comes across as such a genuine guy and um, works so hard. It does shock me that he isn't already a bit like the Doctor Beef thing. Like, right? why has someone already not grabbed that guy and been like, "Yo, you need to be working for us right now"? It's insane because to me. Your well, that is insane are... to me because when you can do the things that he has done strictly out of passion right because yep. a lot of these people in this industry and success stories like bradley he does this out of passion because he loves it so much and he dedicates so much of his time and his life to it and it, like how how does a company not like how are people not banging down this dude's door yeah there's a fine line between passion and compulsion sure. and i feel mm-hmm. like he sure. is just compulsed <laughs> 
to to go for it. Like there is no yeah. stopping him. Like he right. needs to know that information, yeah. yep. and he is gonna get it. Like he is going to dig. He's gonna email. He's gonna root around. And he's gonna find it. He's just that's compulsive. so valuable to companies. If if I was making some of the products that are happening right now, I would absolutely be bringing him in and going, "You do what you do, and I'm gonna make sure that you live." You know, a, a good, yeah. healthy lifestyle doing it. Well, you know, there are people who are doing stuff. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're doing stuff. People are moving to Atlanta right now, you know, because yep. companies are hiring people and, like, stuff is going down. So this is a really exciting time for anybody who's kind of looking to shift into the industry, you know. Like, I... It's so hilarious. You know, you were talking earlier about like being an expert gamer and how like that's a valuable thing. It's like amazing that that's yeah. a valuable thing in today's right? day and age. Like my parents are so pissed, you know, they're like, oh my God, like we told him his whole life that being an expert <laughs> gamer would never be a viable option. And, you know, now here we are expert gamers, like getting involved and doing stuff, you know, and yep. I really do think that like now is the time. I mean, it's been the time for a couple years, but the time's not over. Like now is still the time no, to be involved. Still, we're still in the beginning. And, you know, if you go to a lot of these expos and conventions, you're going to see a lot of these companies and you're going to see them growing and you can see this entire market starting to really pick up speed like in 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 massive numbers and there's so many people out there and there's so many ceos and company heads that all have the money that want to hire the experts to make this yeah. to make this happen and to make their businesses flourish and succeed so please do not think that that's that working in this industry or any industry that you love is not possible. Like, you know, I mean, I, I, we've, we've all done wild things to do the things that we love. You know, I switched careers in my forties because I had to be a part yeah, of this industry. I threw away all of the things that I, that I did in my accomplishments and all that money I was making because I had this guy to, used to have some pockets. do it. <laughs> do it, just do it because because there is nothing more satisfying than doing what you love and being a part of what you love. So, you know, if you're out there thinking about how can I get involved in virtual reality and, and how can I make a career out of my gaming, just 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 poke around a little bit. He's it's talking there. to you, Benjo. There. No, he's talking, talking to me. He's, he's talking, talking straight me. to you. Like, wow. <laughs> For real. Just go For do For real, it. like I think I'd like to hope that maybe my generation and the generation that's coming up now, really, that's who I'm really thinking about. The, you know, the young kids that are coming up with VR now and coming up with gaming now and seeing that these things are viable, not just viable hobbies, but viable jobs. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, we're going to start to see the end of... And I didn't really grow up with it. I mean, my parents have always been fairly supportive in terms of whatever I want to do. But I know that that hasn't been the story for everyone. And there is mm -hmm. kind of like an old mindset of you, you can't do that. That's not legitimate that's not a legitimate way to make a living to it's almost a don't follow your dreams mindset that's kind yeah. of has been prevalent in 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 older generations i really do hope that that's just going to die out and that kids coming up now aren't being given that as a mindset because it's so i'm happier now you know doing this doing the youtube making videos chatting to people meeting people like you guys this is the most happy I've been in terms of pursuing something as a, as a job or a career or even just a hobby. But like it's you have to take the chance on doing those things that, that mm -hmm. you feel passionate about because, you know, 
heaven forbid you wake up one day and you realize damn i don't really have the time now to do this or i don't have the ability to do this anymore do it while you can i think it's so important and you can and i think that that's what we've really been getting at it's like my parents back in the day they weren't wrong there was no viable path for me to become an expert gamer at that time at that time none but the today's day and age is completely different there are there are huge, huge industries within industries that exist now that never existed. Like VR YouTube, think about like fishing YouTube or climbing YouTube or mm-hmm. like soccer YouTube, mm-hmm. you know, like those are huge communities of people who, you know, have become soccer experts, started a podcast, got a bunch of sponsors, boom, boom, boom. Now they're making a living talking yep. about soccer every day, yep. you know? So the world that we live in today with, you know, people having TV studios in their houses and, and TV studios in the palm of their hands all you have to do is look at your your hand and you're making content you know like it's a it's amazing and we live in a world where you absolutely can go after these dreams and you can find a viable path to use your passion to get you to a place where you're living a life that's not only paying your bills but fulfilling in so many ways you know like i was i worked in restaurants before i got involved in all this i was a, a server a waiter at a restaurant for years so many years and now i'm spending my weeks like going to expos and making haptic patterns for a sweet haptic suit in vr games you know like it is such a better use of my time Mm -hmm. i Mm -hmm. love doing all of this stuff people people uh like to get into things like hollywood and movies and tv because they think you know they're, they're gonna get rich and they and they they like to act and they like the arts and there's there's money in that industry right video games are starting it's it's dwarfing Hollywood. There's more money totally in in video games right now than there is in movies. So, I mean, think about that and think about what that means for what you could do for a career. So, do you know that Pokemon is the largest grossing franchise, single franchise in the world? Wow, That's in the amazing. world. That's amazing. Like, I mean, you know, if you like combined all of the individual franchises within Disney, it would be bigger. You know, but that's like Mickey Mouse is one. Like, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> is one. Like, you know, they're sure. all separate. Marvel, but Star Wars, Pokemon, things, yeah. boom! Like, sitting strong right at mm-hmm. the top as its own IP makes more money than anything else. Yeah, wild, wild. The time is now. It is. The time is now. It really is. And the time is just about now to end the show as well. Unfortunately, you know, I've been thinking about just letting it go, but we really shouldn't. Yeah, I know. Let it go. I know. Well, I saw PD earlier. (laughs) PD in the chat earlier was like, can you please keep Benjo for an extra hour? (laughs) 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 That's the hardest thing about like hopping on a call with someone. And, and, you know, we we have such amazing people that come on our show. And and, and Benjo, you're absolutely one of these people. And it's I just want to talk to you forever, you know, and it's and it's hard to ever end these things. And, and, you know, just to keep it real, really what it comes down to is we appreciate and and admire and love our audience so much. Like Mm -hmm. you guys being here with us, like especially during the live show, like participating in chat, being a part of this is incredible. And I know that there are so many of you who are just loyal and dedicated and like you'll be here. You know what I mean? And that means so much to us that to ask any more than 90 minutes out of your day in my opinion, is just like a little crazy, you know, like 90 minutes, like we've been here together for 90 minutes. Like, am I really going to ask our audience for any more than that? I think that is 
That's a, that's a lot to ask. Yeah. You know what I mean? Approaching it's, 100 minutes now. It's so easy for us to do this. <laughs> You've already done it. Let's see. Yeah, I guess so. It's, it's easy for us to do this. And I know it's, sometimes it can be easy yeah. to listen to this kind of content. Uh, but at the end of the day, I don't ever want this to be like a, a chore. And I want everyone mm-hmm. to kind of know, hey, if I set 90 minutes aside, I can watch Between Realities. Yeah. You know, or I can yeah. listen to Between Realities. So we should call it but self-control man i respect the self-control but Keep dude contained. Keep i could do we we could hang out all day like we could just we could. just do this for like the next just five hours and then maybe someone throws a headset on and now we're playing games together you know mm-hmm. like we could just keep going um yep. but, 24 hour between realities live stream when come on Ooh, yeah you're on to something there yeah, but i'll tell you what cool. man this uh it, what we're saying right now it just speaks to our community dude and it, it speaks to how mutual passion and authenticity are the only things that are required for true real lasting friendships in my opinion and here we are authenticity mutual passion and boom we're going forever and uh dude it means so much to us that you you know made it made it happen you came on between realities i jumped into your live stream like hey i'll see you in 45 minutes and you were like okay okay i'm sorry yes i'll be (laughs) you know and and you were here so it just it's awesome man and it means a lot to us and uh we love you we love your content we love uh the vr community and we're happy that you're a part of it May I, I echo all that back at you. Thank you so much. Honestly, I watched the show and it's an honor to come on. I, I honestly had wrote a tweet that said, I'm not a real VR content creator until I've been on Between Realities. And I didn't send it, but I felt like doing it. I was, I was going to at you and I was gonna, like, this could be the, I could kind of trick them into bringing me on. And then you <laughs> approached me anyway. And I was like, oh, I didn't need to do it. But no, it's um, <laughs> it's a pleasure and it's an honor. And it's been a great time, man. It's been good to chat to you guys. Hopefully... We get to meet up one day soon yes, and see each other face to face. Dude, I mean, be if crazy. you take our advice, bro, make it, start going to things. And if you do, yeah, we're going to keep going to things and we'll see you. And yep. we're going to have an amazing time. And uh, and uh, we got one little super chat flying in here from Traveling Man, 3775. Ooh, it's five bucks, baby. Woo. Thank Here's you. some gas money. Might get you a gallon. <laughs> <laughs> not, if you're lucky, yeah. Yeah, not Great even, show. but thank you because that is needed. Thank you. Well, yeah, the vibes have been way <laughs> too good and it does hurt to pull the plug. But, you know, that's the duality of life, man. It's yep. like grief is the price of love and here we are. So Here we are. Say goodbye to Beardo Benju, everyone. Dude, thanks again, man. An absolute no, pleasure. No, no, thank you. You're the man. We'll see you very soon. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. See you later. Bye-bye. <laughs> and he's gone. Boom. He's gone. That was easy. It always is. Easy peasy, dude. It always is, especially with amazing people like Beardo Benjo. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, we like, what notes? <laughs> Who needs right? notes? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So thank you, guys. Thank yes. you for being here. Thanks for staying a little bit later with us. I know I took 10 minutes to explain <laughs> that I shouldn't be taking 10 extra minutes. But <laughs> I did. And here we are. So thank you for, for joining us here in the live chat, everyone. And thank you for catching this uh, replay on uploadvr.com as well as uh, on your favorite podcast place, Audible or Spotify or iTunes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to be in San Francisco next week. Correct. For GDC. We will be. Uh, we'll actually be on a plane coming home during 
the show time next Friday. Yep. So um, it looks like we're going to go two weeks without an episode. Correct. Yep. We're going to take next week off so we can we can kind of go and get some of the uh, some of the amazing things that are happening in the industry and and bring you guys some content on the newest games that are coming. Uh, you know, interview some developers and some people that are making things happen in VR. Um, and you can you'll be able to find that stuff on Upload VR uh, on their on their YouTube channel uh, and on UploadVR.com. Yeah. So. Yeah, be watching out for that. So no show next week, but the week after, uh, we will be back with Steve Knows, who we've had on the show before uh, a couple times, season one and season two. But man, I just love Steve so much. Yeah, and I'm just so excited to to kind of see what he's been up to. We had so much and, fun with Steve Knows yeah. when we first had him on the show that we were like, dude, you're coming back every season. We're mm-hmm. like, we're gonna have you. There's gonna be a Steve ep- Steve Knows episode every season, and he did for season one and two, but yeah. season three and four. It just booked up so much yeah. and so fast. Like yeah. we just had to kind of keep the variety coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have a great opportunity to have him back and it's been long enough now that we should have some new things to chat about. For I think. sure. Yep. So Steve knows in two weeks and um, GDC next week, yep. watch upload VR.com, watch upload on YouTube and uh, watch us on Twitter. We love you. Have a great For weekend, real. everyone. For real. Have a good weekend. Adios people. See ya. Bye-bye. <laughs>